The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about product-led SEO. Joining us is Eli Schwartz, who is a growth advisor helping B2B and B2C companies scale their SEO visibility. Eli has helped companies including Shutterstock, Zendesk, Quora, G2 Crowd tackle their SEO challenges and accelerate their organic growth. Previously, Eli spent six years managing SurveyMonkey's global SEO team strategy and implementation across their entire brand portfolio. And today we're going to talk about the book that he's writing, which is titled Product-Led SEO Teams. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Eli Schwartz, growth advisor, SEO consultant, and author of Product-Led SEO. Eli, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Great to be here again. Thanks for having me. It's been forever and a day. Always good to have Friends of the Pod return. And you've been up to some great things. The last time we talked, you were relatively new. You had just left SurveyMonkey and were going out on your own. Give us the update. What are you up to these days? So still doing the same thing, working with some really interesting companies and helping them strategize and grow their SEO efforts. And one of the things that I've discovered by doing that is many companies have exactly the same problem. There's a lot of great things you could do from a tactical standpoint to improve your SEO. But what many of them are missing is the strategic overview on how they're going to achieve those goals, even what those goals should be. And underneath that strategic overview umbrella, they either need someone very senior within the company to be really driving that. You know, it can be things like, what sort of reporting do you need? And how do you get budget? And what tools are you going to work with? Rather than just 
here's the keyword we're going to go after and here's this content we're going to create. And what I discovered is that by working with each of these companies to help them build this strategy, there are many, many companies that have the exact same problem. And, and that kind of goes into the book that I'm writing on product-led SEO and the approach I've, I've been working on. So last year has been very interesting. It you know, obviously included a pandemic and potentially a global recession. And the problems in SEO are still the same. I haven't heard about this pandemic. Go into more detail about that. I am 100% kidding. I have talked so much about the pandemic. I don't want to ruin your day. I want to tell you about it. Oh my God. It's all we ever talk about. I'm so sick of it. Look, when I went independent, I left my last startup and I worked as a marketing consultant and I did a lot of brand development and marketing strategy. And one of the big conclusions for me is that most brands were not taking a customer-led marketing approach. And it seems like you've had a similar realization that there needs to be more product focus in SEO. Talk to me about how you define product-led SEO. So I think of product-led SEO as the actual SEO effort is the product. And rather than the way most people can do it, the better way of understanding product-led SEO is to understand what is not product-led SEO, which is content-led SEO. And that's the idea where you go onto a keyword research tool it can be anything. I like Ahrefs, you know, SEMrush, Search Metrics, Bright Edge, Conductor, Rank Ranger, you know, all of them. Right? They'll start with, you know, let's say $29 a month going up to $99 a month. Anybody with that budget, anybody with a credit card, or actually you can use them even some of them for free, you can come up with keywords that are related to your vertical and your topic. With those keywords, you go and create some content and then you hope it sticks and you you hope you can rank on that content. So it's very much of a tactical effort around write piece content. If it's not you, it's you're hiring someone else to write piece content, hope it ranks, and that's your SEO. Mm-hmm. A product-led SEO approach really encompasses everything about what you're doing. So it's going to be the site architecture. Like, how do you build the site? It's going to be what you actually offer on the page. Is it just a blog post? Is it a widget? Is it a calculator? Is it a long-form piece of content? Is it an entire content library? Is it e-commerce? And how does e-commerce link to each other? So within that approach, I consider it a full-on product rather than just a marketing effort, which means that engineering weighs into that, design weighs into that, content weighs into that. It involves many, many different cross-functional efforts within a company rather than just a single writer writing a piece of content and hoping that it works. So there's a chicken or the egg problem here. And I would describe the dynamic that you've outlined as the approach of content-led SEO or product-led SEO, where content-led SEO is starting with where is the opportunity from marketing perspective? What keywords do we work? What content should we create? And then where do we publish it? As opposed to product-led SEO is what is the website, the technical details of the website, how does that dictate what content we should create? It seems like you're taking a foundational approach of let's figure out the technical implementation first and then either letting another team or, you know, your team, but sort of at the end of the process, figuring out what content to create. Talk to me about why the product and the technology is the horse leading the cart here. Yeah, it's really even more than that. So like when you're doing product-led SEO and you're doing any product, the way you're building a product is essentially based on research and data and talking to customers. So knowing that there's a fit and knowing that there's a use for what you're about to create. No one builds a widget just because they think it's the right thing. Maybe Steve Jobs did, but no one else ever did that. They're just, you talk to customers, you figure out, are people going to want it? 
What are they going to do with it? How much are they willing to pay for it? But when it comes to like typical SEO, it's just, well, a keyword research tool told me that a lot of people search this per month. I'm going to create this content. So when you're doing product-led SEO, it absolutely is a foundational approach. Because if you're building technology... And I end up consulting with a lot of SaaS companies. And I love SaaS. I spent a lot of time in my career in SaaS. But SaaS isn't necessarily the best fit for SEO. And the reason why is because there's very little chance of a transaction happening on the content page you've created for SaaS, especially if the product is very expensive. You know, Think about something like uh, cloud services from Amazon or Google or Microsoft or Baidu or Alibaba, anybody providing something really expensive. Yes, they're doing SEO and it's for visibility, but no one's going to like pull out a credit card and sign a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract. So really, it's about what is it that we need to create? So do we need a website? Do we need a microsite? Should we even bother investing in SEO? So that's where the foundational approach comes in because when you're approaching as a product, is like, should you even be creating this product to begin with? I understand the concept of thinking about the foundation first, where I'm a little confused is thinking about what do we build without knowing what content we're trying to get to the consumer? At what point when you're taking a product-led approach, do you start thinking about who the customers are what content they're searching for, and how you actually get them to the next step of the funnel. The first time you think of what you're going to create, it's really about the customer. So typically, when I consult with businesses that have been around for a long time, they have a lot of data they're not tapping into. So they have customer support data where people actually ask questions that are related to the product. They have potentially sales conversations. So those are things related to the product. Like you know, Too often, especially when it comes to SaaS, the words that the salesperson uses to close the deal or to warm the deal and bring it closer to a close are not contained within the pages of the content we're creating because there aren't necessarily keywords that are related to it. It's just, you know, this is sales copy. But sales copy is exactly what people on the internet are looking for when they want to buy something on their own without actually having to talk to a salesperson. So from the beginning, if you can't figure out what the content is that is useful for the user, I don't think it's even worth creating it. So that brings us back to the question, if you have to know what the content is and you have to take a customer-centric approach, then what's the difference between a content-led approach where you're thinking of the content first and then creating the technology and a product-led approach where you're thinking of building first and then figuring out the content? It seems like you really do need the content or at least an understanding of the customer up front. You do need the content. You just need the content that the user wants rather than the content that you think you are going to create based on a keyword tool telling you a lot of people search that. Whether that's even true is debatable. I think that my takeaway here is that the keyword research tools are essentially becoming commoditized. Absolutely. And that when you are thinking about how to build your SEO strategies, you need to consider multiple data points. There is basically building your SEO strategies for Google, using your keyword research tool to make sure that you understand where people are using Google, but also trying to understand what your customers are looking for. When you're thinking about what products to build and what foundation to build, talk to me about the different places you look to understand what customers are thinking and what you should be building. So like I said, I love customer interviews. I love being able to talk to actual customers. So to give you a sense... Uh, a company I worked with last year is called GetAround. So GetAround is sort of like the zip car meets Airbnb. So you're renting a car hourly, but you're renting someone else's car. So it's not 
that thing's a car belongs to her. So it's not a rental car company's car. It's an individual's car. So I worked with them for about eight months. I had a unique advantage in working with them in that I actually rented out my car on GetAround. It's a totally different conversation why I felt I should do that. And I also used their service and rented other people's cars. So very app-driven, very similar to Zipcar, very much not a service. You go to the airport, wait in line, choose your brand new or you know second-year-old car, which has a lot of miles on it. It's very sterile. Like You're jumping into someone's car that could be dirty, but you're also getting you know, potentially a car you never get, like a Tesla Model S or a Model X or something like that. So I worked with them on coming up with their SEO strategy. So within that space, now, if you're doing a typical SEO strategy for a company like GetAround, you would kind of take one little tiny step back and say, okay, what does this service provide? They allow people to rent cars. Now, go to your keyword research tool, look at your keywords related to rental cars. Your keyword research is going to tell you number one keyword in the space is rental car and keywords related to that, right? Rent a car, car rental, SFO, all the different places. Mm -hmm. Now, if you think about who's already ranking on those kind of queries, it's going to be enterprise.com, which actually registered the domain in 1996, earlier than Google. So very old domain. You have not just old domain, but old business. You have Hertz, which used to exist. I don't know what's going to happen by the time this episode releases. Does Hertz not exist? Yeah, Hertz is still a rental car agency as of today. Barely. And then you also, in that space, you have the OTAs like Kayak and Expedia and Priceline. So mm-hmm. for a company like GetAround and their competitors, starting up in a space where everyone's already looking for these queries and you have three pages and four pages of Google where you have established businesses, that's kind of hard to compete. So you take a couple steps back. And again, not just a teeny tiny step back thing about the space. You go a step further back and you say, what is it that this product does that is different than all these other companies? And then what are the queries in that space? So understanding the customer. So like, what makes someone want to rent a car from someone else, from a, another non-business, rather than going to the airport, waiting in line, and you know, potentially having to fit within the hours that the agency is open? What makes them want to rent a car in their neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Oh, do they not have a car? Are they a city dweller? Are they going on a date? Usually they don't need a car. Are they picking up something from Ikea? They have a family large enough that they need a bigger car. Well, this is temporary, right? So is the family large enough that they usually take the bus, but now the whole family's with them and they need to put them all in a car. From personal experience, it's... Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. 
That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Well, we've got two kids and we could fit everybody in our car. That's a five-seater, but we're going on vacation and now we have all of our suitcases and strollers. We actually need that third row. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Someone you might know. Have done that. But so that's really taking that step back. And then you're creating the content for that, which typically will not exist because that's the product you've created. We've created as a business, a solution for something, which we believe there's product market fit. So then there should be content product market fit, SEO market fit. People should be Googling for that. Not just Googling for the existing, I need to rent a car, but it's like, what is different about my business? So that's where content, of course, is involved. But it really involves taking that step back, understanding the user and understanding what the user is going to find. So let's walk through this case study a little bit. There is a fundamental difference between this product and the incumbents, right? They're a challenger brand, but they have a different business model. The market says that most popular keywords are rental cars, and they have a different take on renting a car. What is the product that you're building that differentiates from an SEO perspective? And then what's the content strategy? So the product is really... The reason I approach this as a product is because I think, especially for something that is... You know, if it's e-commerce, you're going to have multiple pages. So it's not really about writing a single blog post on renting a car. You usually have a four-seater and a seven-seater. That could be just a blog post. What if I want to write, create pages that allow me to have every seven-seater in every city in the country? That's a product. That's getting involved with engineering and figuring out how you're going to scale that. How are these pages going to look? I need a designer to help me do that. Copy. I need to figure out what copy I'm putting on it. Again, it's not a single blog post, of, which is not scalable in the least bit of seven-seater car in San Francisco Bay Area. I want seven-seater car in whatever type of car that is in every city in the United States, 350 cities. Maybe I'm going to break that down by make and model. So now we're going to multiply that by 10, right? So that is the product aspect to it that goes way beyond, well, is there search volume for a seven-seater car in Jacksonville, Florida? Yeah, now I'm starting to really understand what you mean by product-led SEO, where you're creating a website that has the technology to a produce pages at mass scale target some longer term keywords i'm looking for seven seater jacksonville florida and you're able to create a different experience but also a high volume of relevant pages when you think about using product led seo this is seemingly more of a belly and a tail strategy is it when you're a product-led SEO team, are you moving away from attacking the head terms or is there still a way for companies like GetAround, we don't have to talk about them specifically, but that's the case study we were talking about, ranking for the rental car type terms, that head term? Yeah. So the other thing that's really involved here and the reason I you know, kind of found that this was going to be more successful in a product-led SEO approach is you need a reality check. So if you're a startup, and you're going into a vertical where there are a lot of incumbents. And another example, which is worth thinking about, is life insurance. So there are constant insurance startups. So like Lemonade is in the rental insurance space. They just went public. I was just looking for new car insurance. I found a number of car insurance startups. Car insurance has been around for a long time. Car insurance has been around on the internet for a long time. So if you're creating a car insurance startup or any insurance startup today, you're now going to be competing with companies like Geico around for a very long time with a very established domain and a lot of great content. You're going to be competing with MetLife. So like your chances of ranking on your primary keyword, whether it's life insurance, health insurance, car insurance, 
pet insurance is very, very low. So if you want search traffic, you need to go not necessarily into a tail, but into a completely different direction and understanding the user. So that's what I think is important to really understand is if you're in a space that has existed for a really long time, you're very unlikely to ever generate traffic from that head term that the keyword research tool tells you most people are searching for. The other thing is if you're creating a brand new product, which has never been searched before, there is no keyword research. So then again, you're going to fall back on what is it that the user is going to look for? What are the query words they're going to use? And what's the intent behind that query, even if they don't search for it completely the way you want to be found? Like, imagine you were in the event space and 2020 happened and people are looking for events. They're just not looking for the events they were in 2019. So what are the things you're going to look for? What's the content you're going to create? What's a different angle you're going to do? Digital events, online events, webinars, virtual events. Maybe I said that. <laughs> exactly. But like the search volume for that was minuscule compared to events or conference planning and all that. So now it suddenly shifts to what users actually want. Yeah, I think my takeaway here is that the keyword research you're doing is a snapshot in time. And it's heavily favored towards, here's what the incumbents are ranking for. And if you're able to you know, outflank an established business, here's the search volume you can have. If you're doing something that is different and not just directly competing on the same product with an older, more established business, you might want to take a different take and think about where search is going to be as opposed to where it is today. Absolutely. And the other thing is, I'm sure you've had people on the podcast that have talked about Bert. So BERT is Google's algorithm update. But when they announced this algorithm, and there was in late 2018, I guess, or when they announced this, a lot of people in the SEO world say, hey, we haven't seen any results change. Our rankings haven't changed. And that's because BERT is an AI algorithm update that's based on queries in feeding the queries that you're actually typing based on Google Suggest. So that, I think, is more relevant to how you should come up with content to create using Google Suggested queries rather than keyword research queries, and even if those keyword research queries are coming from Google, because even if you typed in, let's say you type in car insurance, Google's going to immediately suggest car insurance rates. If you're in a specific location, they're going to suggest car insurance California, car insurance Wyoming, or car insurance whatever city you're in. So like really, it comes down to like those specific queries, and Google's pushing you down that path. So trying to go after what they used to call the head query might not be that relevant. Yeah. I think it's an interesting approach to SEO. It's a very forward-looking approach. And I'd love to bring you back on the show tomorrow and talk a little bit about the difference between product-led and marketing-led SEO. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Eli Schwartz, growth advisor, SEO consultant, and author of the upcoming book, Product-Led SEO. We'd love to continue the conversation with you so you could find a link to Eli's LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is the number 5LE, 5LE. Or you can visit his website, which is elishwartz.co, E-L-I-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z dot C-O. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. 
Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 